1: Good morning,
2: crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, ABS, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We've got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, Mario, also known as the Node Defender, and we got NFT tones in the building for this special edition, so very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Saudi Arabia's central bank is going all in on crypto. After hiring a digital asset lead, we show the connections between Ripple and the UAE. The World Economic Forum is promoting central bank digital currency adoption and DLT use cases, stating that the technology could be an ideal complement to cash. Netflix is banning cryptocurrency ads as Binance will only be holding BUSD going forward. Could this be a sign that stablecoin regulation is coming? New payment solutions are being presented at the XRPL Summit, continuing to add use cases to the Ripple ecosystem. The IMF says crypto regulation is necessary as this market is getting too big to ignore, while crypto legal expert says SEC versus Ripple settlement could be imminent. We show our listeners how private networks running on the Quant Network could change the internet forever. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. Well, I am very, very excited for this episode, not only because we're talking about XRP and the CBDC solutions, but we got NFT Tones in the building. NFT Tones, I'm going straight to you this morning, my friend. How are you feeling on this Tuesday? And thanks for joining us.
1: I'm feeling fantastic. I'm a little out of sync because it is a Tuesday and I'm not used to being on the show. So I am totally unprepared, but I love to be here and I'm hyped to be here. So let's. Get into it, Abs. Awesome. And I got to say, I love the shirt,
2: NFT Tones, but we're going bottom up this morning, going to the Node Defender. Mario, how you feeling on this Tuesday? It's great to have you here. Thanks, man. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Warriors. Warrior Maynax,
0: like uh, Johnny Crypto calls them. And NFT Tones on a Tuesday. Tones on a Tuesday. I think Tuesday should start becoming Tones' day because it's TT. It's pretty cool, but it's good to have Tones and Tones. Listen, sometimes the the best shows are the ones that you're not prepared for. So this is going to be
2: a great one. Just ask Johnny Crypto, and we're going right to Johnny Crypto right now, Mister Johnny K. How are you feeling on this Tuesday? And thanks for making time for us, my friend. Well, first of all, I have no idea why my camera
3: decided to get all blurry, but it's okay. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there today. Love you guys. Appreciate you for being there every single day. Uh, it's awesome. You're right, Mario's onto something there. I think uh, tones on Tuesday or Tuesday with tones could be a could be a show there that are maybe a common thing for uh, for this thing. Uh, It is pretty cool to see. Apparently, obviously, Mario and I do shop, by the way, at the same furniture store. In case you're wondering, we both, you know, obviously like red sofas. So uh, if you want to get one, feel free to stop down to your local (laughs) shop and pick one up. But yeah, great to see you guys Ab, Can't wait to jump into it and see what Tones is going to bring to the table. I have no idea what the hell is going on in the background there on Tones. But nonetheless, we're still happy to
2: see them today. Awesome, guys. And we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. At 3TGM Crypto, we are at 1,747 followers. I would love to get over 2,000 by the end of this year, so let's continue to smash that follow button. We are sitting in extreme fear this morning at a 22, not far away from where we were yesterday, at a 23. But what's really exciting is what's going on with the Total Coin Market Cap. We are getting a little bit of bullish price action with Ethereum while Bitcoin is still under 20K. Total Coin Market Cap is $994 billion this morning. Bitcoin is 38% dominance. Ethereum is 20%. We got Bitcoin sitting at 19,800, Ethereum, 1,660. Cardano has overtaken XRP and is at 49 cents. While XRP is 33 cents this morning, we got Polygon at 88 cents, Cosmos at $12, Stellar is 10 cents, Hedera Hashgraph is 6 cents, and Quant is ranging in that low 90 range, sitting at $93. We have so much news to get into this morning, Johnny. Why don't you just give us a brief market update and then we're going to get right into our stories
3: yeah so you know one of those things yesterday, you know what I just couldn't sit by anymore h bar at six cents. it looked too tasty. I had to pick up a little more h bar. I bought a little H bar. I know I'm probably buying a little early. I know it, but it's okay this is what we call dCA and I'll probably be able to buy it cheaper in November December, but I thought you know what add a little extra cash so I'm gonna pick some up so i I, I broke I broke it and I bought some H bar and I bought some algo. Both of them are two of you know, one of my favorites and or some of my favorites. And at these prices, you know, again, I think there will be one more drop to go, but I think it's close enough to the bottom. You know, we're buying in the 80 to 90% range where it's not a bad place to start
2: dollar cost averaging in. So, yeah, I did that. Johnny, one of the things that me and you always talk about is coins with max circulating supply. Well, uh, HBAR has 50 billion total oh. tokens and only 20 billion in supply. Is that a concern for you that the majority of the float? isn't even in circulating supply. It's not that it's a, a, a concern for me, but I'm always
3: aware of it. But the thing, so I already understand that the dilution could be almost double, right? So when you look at that, if you're talking 50 billion, it's only 20 billion in, 30 more can come. You know you know in your head, and if you don't know what well, you're going to learn from the show today, that if there's still half the coin supply that could be dumped on us, right? Then that means the price could be cut in half and everybody should know that. And that's why I tell you guys, I tell everybody on this show, look at the max supply. Because it matters. And then you look at the circulating supply. The good news for you when we bring Merlin, this is not a cheap plug. We actually are going to display both of those numbers for you. You're going to be able to see circulating supply and max supply. So you'll know how much dilution could happen to you. You need to know that as an investor. So just make sure you're aware of that because if 50% could be diluted, that means if you're buying in at $0.03, guess what? It could go down to a penny and a half. Or if you're buying it
2: at $5, it could go to 2 dollars 5 You just have to be aware of that. Thank you so much, Johnny. And I want to kick it to the Node Defender because we covered a story yesterday that caught the attention of the people who listen to our show as Hedera is going to be rolling out NFTs all across the world with LG's new TV NFT solution. What does that mean to you, Mario? And as you look at this list of the Governing Council, these are some of the largest tech companies on the planet deciding to build on Hedera. What does that mean to you, my friend?
0: Well, these are huge signs. Like This is is, uh, confidence in investing in Hedera, in my opinion. When you have companies like that, you know Google, uh, LG, and the list goes on, uh, backing up a project, then that's a huge sign. You know that there's something there. There's something that caught their eye. It's it it you know it's money. So they're that that's huge in my opinion. But NFTs, huge man. Like NFTs are, are NFT tones can speak better to this than me. But like NFTs are definitely the future. Like 100%. Like so many use cases. So many different things can can be done with NFTs. You know from from gaming, which is just it's going to explode to, to like NFT Tones was talking about the other day with the, uh, with the tickets, uh, with the metaverse. It, it's just the future is bright. It's NFT very Tones,
2: we're talking about NFTs on Hedera. What does that mean to you, my friend? We know they have one of the best scaling solutions that exist today. Are you excited about NFTs coming to Hedera?
1: I mean, I'm excited for this because LG is bringing NFTs right to our living room now. This is really kind of insane because now it shows that NFTs are being more brought into our general life, and they're becoming more part of our general everyday life. And it shows how much they're growing and how big they actually can be. I think in the future, we'll start to see them become more practical uses and have them in our everyday life. Thanks,
2: NFT Tones. And if you guys are enjoying this content, there is 148 live listeners joining us right now. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to dive into our stories for today. And believe me, we have some amazing news. But really quickly, I want to get some quick thoughts on this price chart we are showing our listeners. As the market is becoming increasingly bearish, it appears that the Bitcoin price chart is ready for a positive breakout. Johnny Crypto, really quick thoughts on this chart. Are you optimistic over the next couple months on Bitcoin's price chart?
3: You know, when you look at that chart, that's exactly what you'd expect to see before a pump is a big drop, right? And you're getting a big drop. Um, The problem is there's just so many factors. Shamitha coming in, election year, just so many negative things. It's hard to say. Frankly, this just so stupid. I think it could go either way. So I'm not helping anybody here by saying it. And I recognize that I'm not helping anybody. What's the third option? That's my question. So I'm, I'm sitting on Bitcoin. I'm waiting. I literally got money on the side. And I'm waiting to see which direction it go. If it goes up, then I'm not buying. If it goes further down, which I think I think we'll test 17.5 again, and if we break that, we'll test 14, 15. I'll be buying in that zone. If it goes up, then I'll just continue to hold right now. I won't buy anymore because uh, I still think if we do go up, Abs, I will say this. I think we go up, I think we come down quick. Yep. We're not holding it. Whatever happens, you know, BC Backer said, maybe we, te- we hit 40 really quick, but we're coming down hard at that point. And if I see 40, to be honest with you, the, the
2: Bitcoin I did buy, I'm selling it if I see 40. Thank you, Johnny. And we're showing our listeners a tweet from Swift yesterday stating that ISO payments are set to go live in less than 90 days. This could be the moment that we've all been waiting for. We always cover utility tokens, but specifically ISO compliant tokens on our channel. Right now, we're showing you a list of IOTA, Hedera, Quant, Algorand, XDC, and Stellar, which are all ISO compliant. This could be massive. I'd love to get some thoughts from the Node Defender here. Mario, in 90 days, we're going to start seeing the shift of a lifetime, the banking system is going to go from fiat to digital. That happens in November of this year. Are you anticipating any price movement from these specific blockchains?
0: Um, there could be, there could potentially be a, a buy the rumor, sell the news type of event, like we always see. Uh, it's just that in a bear market, we do see that it tends to be a little different. The pumps are not as hard, the movements is not movements upwards are, are not as hard. So, it's, I wouldn't say that we're going to explode in price. Um, I think that the biggest catalyst for one of the coins there on the list, which, which is XRP is that lawsuit scenario. Once that's out of the picture, that will definitely, I think, regardless of whether we're in a bull market or whether we're in a bear market, because of how much, how much XRP is suppressed, I think we will definitely see a, a big price movement for, for XRP. Even if it's, you know, a uh, settlement, Ripple had to pay X amount of money to, to settle the thing. That's still going to be positive because Hey, look, now there's. Now there's a precedent. Now there's uh, something to look for in the space as far as uh, what regulation really, really plays. So but yeah, that's that's what that's what sort of what I'm seeing as far as as far as that
2: event is concerned. Mario, and we know this is going to be fully implemented by March 10th of 2025. So from November until March 10th of 2025, we could see some historic gains within these projects. And we get a great comment from one of our listeners, Mentelect, who said that XDC may be the first to move because XDC brings traditional finance to the DLT system. Johnny, I'm kicking it right to you, but we got another great question from here from Chris that says, is Cardano ISO compliant as well? When we had BitBoy on the show last week, he stated that the rumors are it may become ISO compliant, but right now it does not exist in ISO form today. That's
3: correct. Right now it doesn't. Uh, you've seen the list that is or working on compliance. I've heard the same thing through the rumors that Cardano is working on that. But the reality is right now they got all the fish to fry to get their blockchains, you know, all the uh, skill building and their, all the features and functions working. So I don't know where they are in the status of that. Someday I wouldn't be surprised if they are. But I actually agree with Mentalek or whoever said it, XDC. XDC, I think, is going to have a key role in, in this in this part here. I really believe that they're tied in there. Uh, if you go and dig a little deeper back, you'll see they were really connected to the quarter, uh, the whole quarter group and what was going on there. So, yeah, I think XDC has – I forgot if XDC has a limited supply. I believe they do, but I like
2: them, and I think they're going to be a big player in the game. Love XDC. And we got over 200 live listeners joining us right now. So show us some love, smash that like button on this Tuesday. I didn't plan this, but we actually have a video from HSBC stating that XRP could be the solution for central bank digital currencies. And because we're already talking about ISO compliant tokens, we may as well play this clip right now. So if you guys enjoy this research, please smash that like button. Let as many people find this information as possible. This is a short seven clip. Seven-second clip from HSBC stating that XRP could be used for central bank digital currencies. We're going to let this clip play and get some comments from the group. Here we go. For example, Ripple's XRP ledger provides real-time cross-border settlements using tokens that represent central bank currencies. For example, Ripple's XRP ledger provides real-time cross-border settlements using tokens that represent central bank currencies. Boom. You heard it right there, and I even played it twice. Johnny Crypto, actually, let's kick it to the no defender. Mario, HSBC is one of the most prominent banks on the planet when it comes to uh, digital currency adoption, and they're actually leading the forefront. We look at countries like Korea and Japan. They've continued to lead the world when it comes to crypto innovation. What does it mean to you that they're actually stating XRP is a central bank digital currency solution?
0: Yeah, well, a few months ago I was calling HSBC hypocrites because they were, you know, we see these, we see documents like this. We see documents where they're, um, you know, analyzing the space. They're they're researching the space. They're they're basically telling us that um, these things are happening. These these technologies are happening, and the adoption is happening. But then on the retail hand, they're they're not allowing their their uh, their uh, clients to spend crypto. So that's why I called them hypocr- hypocrites back back a few months ago. But you see, the, these are all clues. You know, we see the banks; they they're researching. They have uh, blockchain divisions. They have people working on just blockchain technology within the banks. So this is this is something to to just reassure us that blockchain is here to stay. Uh, banks will be adopting it one way or another. XRP Ripple again keeps being used as, for example, XRP Ripple, for example, XRP Ripple, like all the time. So super bullish on, on on blockchain, super bullish on XRP Ripple. I mean, you got to have XRP in your, not financial advice, but you got to have XRP.
2: <laughs> NFT Tones, I got to kick it to you, my friend, because you know so much about NFTs yet. I don't think you're an XRP maximalist. Maybe you can explain yourself. What are some of the blockchains you're most optimistic on and how do you feel about NFTs coming to the XRPL? Could this be a massive moment for our blockchain?
1: Yo, this is going to be a massive moment for XRP. I really feel like NFTs are going to hit the XRP community very, very hard, and I'm very excited for it. Now, I've been doing more and more research now that I know more NFTs are coming to the XRP network, and I'm definitely very excited for it. As we continue to see, we'll see more games and other developments on that network, and XRP, I think, is going to be really big for NFTs. Johnny Crypto, NFTs
2: are fun, but CBDCs are the global solution for payments. If XRP is actually used as the liquidity between CBDCs, we're talking about generational wealth, but we might be dealing with some billionaires in this live chat right now. What does that mean to you, Johnny Crypto? And is there real potential with HSBC to create that use case for XRP?
3: I think where the real joy is in in hearing that that seven-second clip is the fact that you have somebody working in the banking industry, whoever he was talking here, telling other people and recognizing Ripple as being a solution for a problem they're trying to solve. There's nothing more there's nothing more important than that. The reality, you know, so as I'm in technology, right? If I'm if I'm having a conversation behind the scenes talking to somebody and I'm saying, hey, we're looking at this technology or that technology to solve a problem, that means we're really looking at, them, we're really considering them as a solution. So the fact that they are, are, are mentioning and describing it to the T that it solves a big problem, I think, is huge. And it means they're, they're focusing on it. They're considering it. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to do it, but it means that they're looking at it as a solution. That should make everybody happy. That's exactly what we want. Because I don't think there's a better solution out there. I don't think there's a single technology that's better. So it's just a matter. I think we're all waiting for when. When, moon? When are we going to hear the news that, hey, this is going to be the one? In the reality, we're never going to hear that. You're not going to hear it. That's the problem. All you're going to hear is, you know, the lawsuit's over, settlement's done, adoption is happening slowly, boo, boom And Next thing you know, it's just going to happen. It's just going to be here, right? Amazon wasn't a $3,000 company the next day. It took 20 years to get there. And I think you might see the same kind of – everybody's hoping for a quick flip of the switch. I'm not so sure we're going to see that. Um, but I do think we'll just see this evolution of if it becomes the answer, XRP being the answer.
2: We'll see. Can't wait. Thank you, Johnny. And I want to play this clip one more time for our listeners because we got over 220 now, so there are some new listeners in here. Listen to this clip from HSBC talking about how XRP can be the solution for central bank digital currencies. For example, Ripple's XRP ledger provides real-time cross-border settlements using tokens that represent central bank currencies. That use tokens that represent central bank currencies. That is freaking amazing. But we've got some more great news for our listeners out there. As the UAE is starting to adopt cryptocurrencies Just a couple of years ago, Saudi Arabia was banning blockchain technology. Well, today, Saudi Arabia's central bank hires virtual assets and digital currency program leaders bringing innovation into the UAE. This is very, very exciting news, especially for XRP holders. So Saudi Arabia's changing position on crypto. The Saudi Arabian central bank has selected a lead for its virtual assets and digital currency program. This signals that the country which banned cryptocurrencies just over four years ago has changed its stance on blockchain technology. A study found that 54% of Saudi Arabian residents not only saw cryptocurrency as an investment asset, but believed it should be used as a currency. 14% of Saudi Arabia residents were currently crypto traders that had made a trade in the previous six months. The UAE is bringing cryptocurrency to their foundation because of all the solutions it provides. And we're going to see this take place for on-demand payments specifically. So I pulled up this article connecting Ripple to the overledger protocols here. We're talking about uh, XRP being used for on-demand liquidity between the UAE and Brazil, and it's no surprise that regulation is coming out at the exact same time. I want to go to the node defender here. Mario, we've continued to cover Ripple expanding into new corridors, but the fact that the UAE is focusing on digital assets at the exact same time that Ripple is opening a new corridor in their region, what does that mean to you, Mario?
0: Yeah, so this is another huge sign. Like, we we see these... uh, million billion dollar uh companies utilizing the ripples technology in order to facilitate transfers and like we heard in that video real time because that's what xrp is great at doing xrp is great at facilitating transfers real time you can send money from a to b super fast almost instant settlement super cheap you know cents on on the dollar it's 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 one of the best technologies and it does what it's supposed to do so the fact that um all this development is happening overseas is not good for the United States, in my opinion. Um, we need that development to come back into the United States. We need we need we need the United States to st- also start doing this. We need Ripple to expand within within the United States. But regardless, it's still good that to see that it's happening overseas. And um, and yeah, it's it's super bullish news. I mean, it's it it's not stopped Ripple from doing what they're doing. It's not stopped their business at all. So it's really good news. And I had something else that I wanted to say, but with my train of thought, I ended up forgetting.
2: So if I remember, I'll say it again. Awesome. (laughs) You know what to do? Just type it in the live chat and we'll go right back to you, Mario. But I'm going to kick it to Johnny here because Johnny, the first thing that comes to my mind is the fact that the IMF said that crypto is getting too big to fail. We need regulation. Then we had Binance saying they're only going to be accepting Binance stablecoins What that tells me is that stablecoin regulation could be on the horizon at the exact same time Saudi Arabia is gearing up to change their central banks to utilize digital assets. What the heck do you think changed over the past couple of years that allowed Saudi Arabia to become comfortable with blockchain?
3: I think at the end of the day, it's the whole world recognizing that we are shifting to Web 3.0 and there is a whole entire internet of value that people want to extract From that, and so you're going to see going from the information age to the the value age, if you will, for lack of a better term. There's a ton of value sitting there that needs to be extracted, and Web 3.0 and blockchains are going to allow that to do it. So if these countries and companies don't follow ABS, what happens is they fall behind. You fall behind, you become irrelevant, right? And so, and it becomes more costly as well. And so for companies and countries that want to compete, you have to stay up. With the current technology, it's like anybody. If you go to school and you're a programmer, you're a coder, and you haven't gone to school 30 years, guess what? You have no clue what the new code is. You can't write. You can't have a job, right? It's no different than these companies and countries trying to survive. This is coming. At first, I think nobody saw the writing on the wall or didn't want it to happen because it's causing, right? Hey, everybody's happy making money. But now, if they don't, now that it is coming, it's like, so first you bash the system, you know? Because you don't want to change because you're happy the way it is. But then when it comes, you're like, okay, we have no choice. Okay, now we'll tell everybody it's good and we'll, we'll join it. And, and Yusko says all the time first you laugh at them, then you fight them, then you join them.
2: Love this comment here from Terrence that said, without quant, we have a train with no railways. We are not covering any quant material right now, but that is the perfect way to describe quant's technology. You're going to need it to transfer and allow these blockchains to communicate with one another. But NFT Tones, I want to get some thoughts from you. We got 243 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're talking about HBAR, Algorand, Quant, and XRP this morning. So a lot of big hitters, but NFT Tones, what does this news mean to you? The fact that Ripple is expanding into the UAE at the exact same time their central bank is creating regulation.
1: I think this is big because it shows that Saudi Arabia is changing what they're what they're doing. It, the, the article said that they have 56% of people who want to invest in crypto and 14% who've already invested in crypto. So it shows you that a lot of people are interested in that Saudi Arabia is changing the way that they operate so i i think this is really interesting and really big because it shows how the demand for crypto and that a lot of the world is going to start changing and start to implement ways to pay with crypto and start using it
2: yes johnny nft tones brought up something very important which is that the study found 54 of saudi arabian residents saw cryptocurrency not only as an investment but as a currency johnny what does that mean to you before we close it out here and dive into our next article
3: it's huge, right? So you have this kind of, right now we're living through this battle. What is cryptocurrency? Is it a technology? Is it a blockchain? Is it a security? Is it a currency? Nobody has a freaking clue, right? We're all trying to figure it out. But most people who understand decentralized cryptocurrencies realize it's a currency. It's a way for people to transact with each other, okay? Okay through a without needing a bank. Don't forget, guys. We're spoiled here in America. Go to a lot of these countries that they're unbanked. There's about 1.5 billion people that are unbanked. Have no bank, no checking account, no debit card, right? How do you commit okay, it's easy to pay the local guy down the street if you got to pay him cash. How do you pay your electric bill? How do you pay this? How do you pay that? This introduces that system, Abs. That's why I'm not surprised that a lot of those folks out there
2: view it as a crypto. It is a life saving change for many, many people. Don't forget that. Yes, Johnny, and this is a little random fact, but I remember when El Salvador actually distributed Bitcoin. I think it was $30 to all of their residents. Well, yes. it turned out everybody got bullish on Bitcoin, right? Well, it turned out that they used Algorand to facilitate and distribute that Bitcoin. So how funny is that, that it's just another game and another example of misdirection within this market, Johnny, and I'd love to get some of your thoughts there. Yeah, well, I think, again, I, I you know, and this is something I didn't
3: realize because we're here in the U.S., and I was thinking that Bitcoin is basically a, a, what you hear a store of value, right? Digital gold. And Mark Yosko said that here on the show. And the reality is to that degree, in, in developed countries like ourselves, that's true. But did you know in second and third world countries that they are actually using Bitcoin as a currency? It's the only currency allowed in their country. And it's the only thing that allows them to escape some of these tyrannical governments where they're deflating or I should say inflating their money and killing their currency. It's the only life savings they have, or I should say, lifeline they have. And so, for them, dude, Bitcoin is going to save them, their families, their countries. It's literally that crucial. It is a currency to them. So, it's funny that you talk about El Salvador doing it. There's a bunch of countries doing it. And, and, you know, thank God that these these countries have, or these people now at least have a a potential chance of, uh, uh, you know,
2: I guess saving themselves yeah johnny and a great example of that is what's going on in lebanon today they're experiencing over 200 percent inflation they're going to the wow. banks there's no cash in the banks the politicians completely destroyed their banking system and so that's another example of what worst case scenario could be i don't believe that happens in first world countries but it's an example of the use case that bitcoin provides i do want to dive into our next article because we have some more xrp related content but first of all you know the deal show us some love smash that like button on this tuesday we're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. And right now, we are talking about how XRP settlement could be in the works. So crypto legal expert Jeremy Hogan says XRP settlement between the SEC and Ripple could be imminent. Let's break down why this is the case. Attorney, Attorney Jeremy Hogan, an XRP proponent and U.S. legal counsel member, says the SEC's allegations that Ripple sold XRP as an unregistered security could be resolved as early as this month. The most likely settlement timeframe is from now in September until the end of November because all of the cards and all the information is going to be on the table for this lawsuit. Hogan points to the argument that it would not be possible for Ripple executives to know XRP was a security in 2012 if the SEC didn't know itself, or at least it didn't make it clear until it was launching of the lawsuit that took place in December of 2020. The SEC should be able to go down a list of the top 20 cryptocurrencies and tell us which are securities and which are not. Why does this? Why do they choose ambiguity? It's supposed to be protecting investors from falling into these fraudulent projects, but the SEC doesn't even know what they're looking for here. Mario, you're the no defender, but right now I'm asking you to defend XRP. What's going on? If the SEC actually knew which currencies were securities and which ones were commodities, they should be able to go through the top 20 list and point out which ones retail investors like us should be purchasing. What do you think of that news there, Mario, and, and what's going on with the SEC?
0: Well, look, Jeremy Hogan is the expert. Like, he's the lawyer. He's been doing a great job at keeping us, like the the people that don't understand the law, um, informed. But, you know, just in my mind, the way that I process this is there was no regulation, there was no guidelines, um, there was no precedent. So, and we know that Ripple kept going to the SEC. So, what did they do wrong? If there's no guidelines and, and no law, what did they do wrong? Like that's the that that I think that's going to be the the biggest point for them to settle or win this case. Like I keep saying, it's going to be a settlement or a win. They're not going to lose. I know that I know that there's a contrarian opinion, and I know that the SEC does not want to lose this case. It's going to look terrible for the SEC. It's going to look terrible for the government. But I I think they really want to use Ripple as a um an establishment of of new law or new regulation for cryptocurrencies, and this is going to set forth um, a guideline. It's going to set forth like a set of rules that cryptocurrencies know that they can follow. And so, yeah, I I don't know. They didn't do anything wrong because there was nothing there was nothing to guide them with. So, and not to go into Ethereum and and how you know they got a hard pass on that one. But you know that's just my opinion. It's going to be a settlement. When that's going to happen, I don't know. It would be nice to, for it to happen sooner rather than later for the sake of price appreciation of XRP and for the sake of Uh, Everybody holding XRP. So we want to see those out to all time highs for XRP. We all want to, you know, that uh, generational wealth. And uh, it'd be nice to see XRP relisted on some of the exchanges so that we can actually sell it. There's no point of it going to $10 if there's no place where you could sell it. So interesting. I can't wait to see what's going to happen.
2: Very cool, Mario. And one of the things that me and Johnny debate is when this lawsuit's over, are we going to see a spike in the price of XRP before there's any any news of the settlement? That's personally what I believe. But, Johnny, what are some of your thoughts behind XRP's price moving before we get a public announcement that the SEC is going to settle? Oh,
3: 100%. 100% the people in the know are going to say you're going to see. I've been saying that for a year and a half. Now, you'll know when the case is about ready to come over because you're going to start to see the price go up, and you're not going to know why. There's not going to be any talk about. it, And the next thing you know, you know, it's by the rumor, sell so the news kind of a thing. So I absolutely, totally agree that you're going to see a, a big spike. Then the news will come out. You'll see a monster spike, and that's where you need to dump because that's when, that's when the big boys are going to be dumping uh, on that spike. So for me, you know, what's interesting about this article is I, you know, I think I'm not going to. Jeremy's smart. He knows his shit. He's telling us what he thinks is going to happen. I think personally, what we'll see here is I agree. I don't think there's going to be a win. And there ain't gonna be a loss, no freaking way. Because here's what's gonna happen. The real loss would be SEC if we go to court and it ain't gonna happen because it is gonna. They're not gonna they're not gonna they are not going to they are not going they can not afford to take a loss, right? Because then they lose control precedence. So that means the only only option here is a win. And there ain't no way they're letting them win. So because what'll happen is they'll just continue to delay and delay and delay. Remember, the SEC has an unlimited supply of money, guys, and resources. Ripple does not. Sooner or later, they will run out of money, right? So the SEC can win that battle. So what you're going to see but
2: is- But what I would bet on really quick, what I would bet on is that Ripple runs out later. Ripple has pretty much the closest company in the blockchain space to have an infinite supply of money. And there's a reason I think the SEC chose Ripple- There were rumors that the SEC offered a $1.38 billion settlement last year, and Ripple said absolutely not. And I think that goes to show how much financial power is behind the XRP ecosystem.
3: Yeah, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you can't fight the government.
2: (laughs) They have an unlimited
3: supply of money, and Ripple has a limited supply. Sooner or later, they will bankrupt them. But they're not going to. It's not going to happen, guys. It's going to end. Market right here. Johnny K says it's going to end in a settlement, most likely. I think that's what you're going to see, just like they always do. Uh, and then we'll get the, you know, but before that settlement happens, you will certainly see, you know, where you're going to get that lift. And I'm not, we may get clarity. We may not get clarity. Ripple doesn't care. All they want is this thing to end and get off their back so that they can go out and do what they do best, go push their technology around to other companies. Because there's a lot of people and a lot of industries staying away from them because nobody wants to, as Yusko said it, right? Nobody wants to mess with the SEC. Nobody wants the SEC breathing down their back. So this is hurting Ripple, the the company, and XRP, the technology. And that'll all come to an end. Brad will do himself a favor by ending
2: this thing as quickly as he can. Good point, Johnny. And one of the thoughts I had the other day was when we were interviewing Mark Yusko, he told us to hold him accountable on his Ripple research. So he is going to be joining our show on October 19th again. I'm going to make sure for our listeners that Mr. Yusko does some XRP research. But I want to kick it back to NFT Tones. NFT tones. Your dad said that there's going to be a settlement. What's or sorry, Johnny Crypto said there's going to be a settlement. What's on your mind?
1: So I think with the settlement, I think we're going to definitely have an increase in price. But the real question is, how big of an increase in price are we going to have, considering the fact we're in a bear market? Because usually when we get big news, when we're in a bear market, we we don't see as much of a price pump as we would like to see. So I I wonder I'm wondering what. The difference is going to be between now and if this was to happen in a bull market, how high would we go? Johnny Crypto, Brad
2: Garlinghouse himself said that XRP should be treated as a commodity. I wonder why he would take that stance. Of course, I'm kidding. But I want to kick it to the no defender. Mario, why don't you just close us out here? What's interesting about this article is we just covered how XRP could be a CBDC solution. And a lot of banks are waiting for this to be over so they can actually use XRP for that use case. What are you expecting on that front? And again, we got 270 live listeners joining us. I'm about to show you a video of how the SEC has already been working with regulators, and we're going to give you a little insight onto what could be coming. But Mario, let's give us your closing thoughts.
0: Yeah, um, I think Johnny K made really good points. I really think that that you know the settlement is the most likely scenario because of all the things that we don't we don't uh, we know that the SEC is not going to want to take a loss. We know that the SEC is not going to be happy with Ripple taking a win. We know that they could take the ripple to the grave if they want to. So Johnny K made really good points. I really don't have anything else to to add to that.
2: Thank you so much, Mario. And we're about to dive into this video, showing our listeners exactly what could be on the horizon when it comes to regulation. This clip, it starts off a little bit slow. So I want to warn our listeners, hang in there, because about 15 seconds into this clip, things get pretty exciting. I'm going to let this thing play and get comments from the group. Here we go. One other thing that we did in our memo that I I think was helpful for, and, and I should say, not the only one up here who helped write that memo. Neha was instrumental in it as well. But when we were talking about writing the memo, one of the things that we wanted to do, because the Howey test is not especially concrete, is we wanted to come up with a group of what we called rights that we thought would make a token not a security and a group of what we called investment interests
3: that we thought
2: would make a token of security. Johnny, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts because what he's doing here is the exact opposite of what the SEC wants. He's providing clarity to the market. If there were strict rules and guidelines for projects to abide by, there wouldn't be this need for regulation by enforcement because we'd know the rules. But what does it mean to you that they're actively working with the SEC on enforcement? I think that if he keeps going, it pops. You know, he's gonna have him. you he's gonna get slapped with a lawsuit
3: too. <laughs> you better be careful working with them, them RSWs. But, uh, but anyway, I guess we'll have to see what happens there and that whole thing. I, I get what he's trying to do; it's the right thing. But you're absolutely right, Abs. If we just had clarity, if you know, hopefully Congress will draft the documents. Congress, if Congress creates the the regulation we need, then all these problems will go away, right? And when we asked BitBoy. When we had him on the show, right? We said to him, hey, what? I didn't see the comment, but we oh, all, <laughs> Mario. When, when we had, yeah, Mario, Mario looking cheer with that cap. Uh, when we when we asked BitBoy his thoughts on that, he had said that he doesn't think they want clarity because that's how they make their money. Yeah, right? So they make their money through enforcement. If you give clarity, then you can't enforce. If you can't enforce, you can't make money. So, you know, there is some truth, I think, to what BitBoy said there. And, and so I think the reality is we really need, you know, when Congress comes and we know they're working on regulation, when we get that out, it'll be first on the stable coin. That's going to, I think, help create some clarity. And hopefully thereafter, we'll, you know, we know that. I've heard this many times now, people saying that Republicans tend to be more supportive of cryptocurrency. So it'll be interesting to see, Abs, where we land with the elections and how that could affect us either in 2022 and more importantly in 2024. If you end up with a full side of Republicans and a Republican president, Maybe then we get what I call the second round, because I think the first round is going to be clarity on stable coins. Then I think an additional round of clarity is needed on the entire cryptocurrency market for altcoins, right? And I don't know if we're, I don't think we're going to get that in the first round, but hopefully we'll get that in the second. That, that's just my,
2: my gut feel. Johnny Crypto, one of the things that catches my attention as I'm looking at this video, is this one of your relatives? Is this a brother? Can you break that down for us? I would say that he might have more
3: of a look. I think he's watching a Kramer video. (laughs) I think Kramer just told him to hold or sell or something. That's what I'd say. I don't look nothing like
2: Mario. Well, this is the face of the man who's going to do us a favor and regulate the cryptocurrency market. But I'm going to kick it to Mario for some closing thoughts on crypto regulation. So much is happening today on the regulation front, and it seems that Binance is actually preparing for stablecoin regulation. When are you anticipating that we get some moves from a regulation standpoint?
0: Yeah, I, I don't really know exactly when we'll see that, Abs. I mean, we do, um, yeah, we just, I think probably 2024, 2025 does seem to be the year that a lot of this stuff is starting to play out with, you know, with elections and all that stuff, as Johnny Johnny K just mentioned. But I do want to say that I think that there, there is a huge opportunity here or, um, you know, for the U.S. dollar specifically with the stable coins, when we look at stable coins, the majority of, of stable coins are US dollar based stable coins and we look at coin market cap and we can see that in the top ten we've got like two or three of the biggest um, uh, biggest cap uh, coins they they're stable coins so that's massive for the US dollar the, I think that that alone could could potentially be a way for people transact to transact US dollar across the world cross-border you know I could send U.S. dollars over to a family member in Europe and I could do it through a stable coin. We just need these stable coins to be to 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 be. Well, we need the stable coins to not be tethers. Right. Where we don't know if they're actually fully backed. We don't know if if uh, if if it's uh, legit. So as long as these stable coins are are legit and they're complying with the regulation and they're complying with with uh, with the backing, I think that's a huge opportunity for. For the, for the U.S. dollar in general. So I think the government should, the U.S. government should actually work on getting these stable coins regulated uh, as it would be positive for the U.S. dollar. And as far as uh, Binance, if I know Johnny Crypto wants to say something, but let me just finish here. If I could just say on Binance, I think that they're just trying to bring it into their own stable coin. I know that um, the article refers to a few things on on uh, whether the other stable coins are legit or not, or whether they have the full backing. But I think that, this just makes sure just adds utility to the BUSD. When you're trading on their platform, you're trading in BUSD and it just adds uh, utility and and the fees and all that good stuff. So I think they're just trying to bring the the
3: stablecoin back into their own stablecoin. Oh, you're gonna get your stablecoin. The government's going to give you one, and you know what it's going to be.
0: It's coming. Well, yes, within the it's United States, you you know, in- DC, yeah, yeah, absolutely. it's coming. But I'm saying, like, as far as cross borders concerned, I think stablecoins are massive. I think they they could, I think they could pose a a,
3: a great uh, positive thing for the U.S. dollar. The problem with a stablecoin is, as you talked about, we don't know who backs them. We don't know what's in there. Right, that's why we need some regulation. Because I think when the regulation comes out, it's going to set some rules. Say, hey, you want to be a stablecoin? Okay, this is what you got to have. You got to have so much liquidity. You got to have so much insurance behind it, blah, 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 right? I think if they come and they lay that out, that would be good for the industry. Because then you can know, right? Then it's going to have to be audited. And and so th- that's a good thing. Let's hope that comes. And we just have to wait to see what that, what that regulation. What I don't like about this article, Abs, is it almost feels like communism. Like what? what you're just going to like, hey. Everybody's, sorry guys, everybody's stable is going to become one stable coin and we're booting everybody else out. I don't like that. I'm actually surprised Binance is doing that. That's a bold, bold move. And frankly, to be honest with you, it makes it a little difficult because like I love trading in USDT or C. I can move it around anyway. I got four different exchanges, right? I'm just moving the same thing. On. Now I can't do that if I want to trade on, BS, on, 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 on Binance anymore. It's good. I'm going to have to buy BSU, right? B-U-S-D. Yep. And then, so I got to convert now. I think it's a bad move for them. I think it's going to hurt them in the long run.
0: Is and ab-
3: the same way or is it just me?
0: Can
2: you, can you dive into the article a little bit? Will they still yes. be
0: accepting USDC or USDT deposits
2: and withdrawals? So, so here's what happened. Cryptocurrency exchange Binance is removing multiple stablecoin pairs and will automatically convert its user holdings in USDC and other stablecoins into its Binance token. So what's going to happen is you'll deposit your USDC and then it'll automatically be converted into BUSD. Binance said on Monday that existing balances and new deposits of USDC, PAX dollar and true USD will be converted to BUSD starting on September 29th at 11 p.m. And Johnny Crypto, I think you're right when you come with, I mean, communism is a very strong word, but when you talk about a monopoly, this is clearly creating a stablecoin monopoly on the Binance platform. And I do want to break down a couple of the details as to why they chose to take this route. So Binance said it's a business decision to enhance liquidity and capital efficiency for users. BUSD is 100% backed by cash and cash equivalents and a stable coin regulated by the New York State Department of Finance Services. Users are protected. So they're again, they're claiming user protection and that's always the guidelines that they're going to roll in, you know, monopolies and new enforcement agencies. It's always under the guides of protection, but yeah. they are continuing to keep Tether. I think that's important to note. Tether is one of yeah. the only stable coins that they're going to be holding. Floor's yours, Johnny.
3: All right, that makes sense now. All right, because they really would have been shooting themselves in the foot, but the fact that they're keeping Tether... Says two things. One, they don't want to lose their business, which tells me that most of their volume is probably in Tether, and it makes sense because everybody's using USDT for the most part. Everything I buy is pretty much, and you don't find a lot of USDC pairs, at least on the exchanges I use. Everything is loaded with USDC, right? Uh, USDT. So um, on those exchanges, that makes sense of so, so buying And then two, it says, hey, they believe long term in Tether. Like everybody's talking about Tether's going to crash, all right? Well, if they thought Tether was going to crash, maybe they'd be banning it too. But they're not. So I don't. I, I think tether is going to be the one of the long term U.S. plays. Long term. Awesome. Oh, sorry, U.S.
2: Uh, stablecoins to be here for a long time. Thank you, Johnny Crypto. And while you answer that phone call, we are going to dive into our next article as the World Economic Forum is weighing in on central bank digital currency adoption and even highlighting the use cases for DLT technology. So the World Economic Forum published a new paper called "What Are Central Bank Digital Currencies?" on August thirty first. The Reserve Bank of Australia announced in a statement that it's collaborating on a year-long research project to explore the innovative use cases and business models of introducing a CBDC in Australia. We know that Australia and Canada are the closest to what we would call, I don't want to get in trouble here, but I guess a communist regime. They, don't, they have the least amount of freedom, and when we see them roll out new protocols, especially during the C-19 crisis, These were two of the nations that took the biggest hit. So the European Central Bank's definition of a CBDC went on to describe that European states will issue their respective digital euro by mid-2020. So we are getting ready for central banks all across Europe. That's going to happen this decade. What does that mean to you, Mario, especially tying it back to XRP?
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as the XRP, if they're running on the XRPL, that's positive news for the XRPL development. But CBDCs it's themselves are not positive news, you know, um, for the fact that they will be able to see what you're spending your money on, control, you know, um, force you force you to spend your money, you know, pump the economy. Um, all that stuff uh, tied to a credit score potentially, that, uh, to a social score, I should say, potentially, that's not the good part of CBDCs. I mean, the hype is there for the XRPL because there's so many ties to XRPL being utilized as um as the major player in the CBDC space. But CBDCs themselves are not good. Now, what we talk about in the channel all the time is we can use that to our advantage. We could take advantage of the fact that this is happening whether we want it or not. So we could take advantage of it by investing in those rails and uh, and creating some wealth for ourselves. We can't stop that train from, from, from going. It, it's going, and it's going full blast, and it's happening whether people want it or not. CBDCs are not good. But at least try to capitalize on that. Try to invest on those uh, on that infrastructure so that you can uh, so that you can you know change your life, uh, do things that you want to do, and and at least not be caught up in that narrative. You know what I mean?
2: Exactly, Mario. And I'm showing an article now talking about how Ripple partnered with the Digital Pound Foundation to develop central bank digital currencies in the United Kingdoms. Johnny, now we're talking about how the World Economic Forum says that CBDCs are going to be launched all across Europe. Is it fair to say that Ripple could be involved?
3: Yeah, I think in Europe, absolutely. They're not being sued out there, right? And actually, the fact, I mean, this was what, 10 months ago, but the fact that they partnered, think about it. So they partnered with Europe or with this company called to to form the Digital Pound. And then we just did an article last week where they partnered with the Digital Dollar Project. In the US, or I should say, the digital project is looking at Ripple's technology, right? So you got the digital, the DDP, digital dollar project, and you got what's we call this, the DP, the digital pound project, all working with. I mean, guys, it just seems like the writing is on the wall. I mean, it just feels so obvious that Ripple and XRP's technology is out here, you know. And I just want to make something clear because people are asking me in the comments here, you know, do I think that ripple is going to crash after the pump, you know, when we get a, when we get a settlement news, right, you're going to get a pump and we're going to dump. And I think we're going to dump people will sell the big boys. The smart money will sell. the smart money. will sell the news. Um, and I, but I don't know if we're ever going to drop back down to these levels at 30 cents. Again, we may never see this again. So again, guys, don't go by me. I am not a financial advisor. I'm not a, I'm not a technical chart expert. I just know enough to be dangerous. But what I do think is that if we pump to a dollar, $2, $3, whatever we pump to, and I don't know where we're going to go, they will be selling that news. And, you know, you should have an exit plan in place to do it. You know where to get it. Click on the link below, Merlin, set up for the free 30-day trial. Have an exit plan in place. And an exit plan doesn't mean you sell everything. If you listen to my Amazon story, you will know better never to sell everything. But you you sell a little bit and you take some profits along the way up. Because I do think we'll get a pullback and you may be able to rebuy again if you want to play that. If you're a long-term holder, you don't have to do shit. You just sit and you wait till 2029, 2030, and you'll be a billionaire
2: probably by then too. Billionaire, that's a low estimate. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to tie in. To, I do multi-billionaire. Want, to in, Let me, multi-billionaire. <laughs> I want to tie in another connection here because Ripple has connections not only to the UAE, but also to America's solution for a central bank digital currency. Johnny Crypto just brought this up and we covered this story from five days ago. The nonprofit organization advocating for a U.S. CBDC plans to work with digital firms like Digital Asset and Ripple to explore technical solutions. So we're seeing the writing on the wall here, and we've covered so much Ripple XRP news for today. I'm just going to continue with our next article because if you haven't gotten enough XRP content, you'll have, to cho- you'll have to tune back in tomorrow. Our next story is going to be dealing with Netflix banning crypto ads on their platform. This isn't a big deal, but I'd love to get some of NFT Tone's thoughts as the American streaming behemoth Netflix decided to ban cryptocurrency and gambling ads on its cheaper subscription tier that's supposed to go live later this year. So the report also stated that Netflix plans to replace restrictions and policies on pharmaceutical brands as well, so they're putting crypto and pharmaceuticals in the same category. But it is interesting. There's no. There's going to be no ads. NFT tones. Does this have any impact for you?
1: It does have some impact for me because knowing the amount of people that use Netflix, and now they're not going to be able to see these crypto or pharmaceutical ads. It definitely is going to be interesting because it's less eyes on all of it. So I, I really um am wondering why they're going this route and why they decided to do this because. It's interesting to see Netflix ban this type, these types of ads because it's never been an issue before.
2: What's interesting here in NFT Tones is the fact that it's only going to be for the people paying the cheapest subscription tier. So what I thought that was interesting, it's like if you're a high value, if you're paying an upper tier subscription, you're still going to see pharmaceuticals and cryptocurrency ads. But the poorest people on these platforms, they're not going to have that opportunity. And I don't even know whether I should call it an opportunity, but I'd love to go to the Node Defender. What does it mean to you, Mario.
0: Yeah. So it looks like they're taking the Hulu route. So with Hulu, you also have like a cheap subscription that gets you gets you ads. And then you have the more expensive subscription if you don't want the ads. So we haven't really had ads on on Netflix or you don't see ads on Netflix if you're on one of their regular subscriptions. So I don't think I mean, is this negative for I think NFT Tones made a really good point. It's bad because we're not going to, you know, those people signing up for those for that package are not going to get to see crypto ads. So it's not going to uh it's not going to create awareness, but I don't think it's negative for the space. I think it's just a legal decision that they've made the same way that they're not allowing gambling ads. They're not allowing crypto ads because we know crypto, unfortunately, is being considered like gambling. You know, you're buying crypto. Hey, man, you're you're a gambler like you're you're crazy. Right. So I think they just uh, their legal team probably just told them, look, it's not a good idea. Um, keep these ads out of the platform for now. It's going to happen in the future, though, one way or another. Once the clarity comes in, I think it's going to happen.
2: Thank you, Mario. And I want to update our listeners on a little news. It's not crypto related, but I think it's so important for our listeners to understand as Blackstone has bought $4.7 billion deal to buy Ancestry.com. This is such an interesting play. And Johnny Crypto, just 30 seconds on this. What do you think about Blackstone buying people's DNA rights?
3: Well, they're buying data. I mean, it's the bottom line. Bottom line, it's no surprise here. The most valuable asset in the world right now is big data. (laughs) It's nothing bigger. So it comes as zero surprise or shock to see that they're paying 4.7 billion. Just replace the word. Donnie. And I
2: just realized this. Look at the picture on this document. It says your DNA will be what? Your data. There you go. There you go. So literally I was just going to say before you said
3: that, just delete the word, replace the word ancestry.com with the word data. And say Blackstone reaches 4.7 billion out the deal to buy data. That's what they're buying, right? I mean, there's nothing more important in the world because it's all about, at the end of the day, being able to sell to people, to be able to find prime prospects, to be able to. Be able to provide you. Think about it. You guys all see it today when you're sitting on your computer right now. How many times you see an ad in the upper right corner, uh, you know, of something trying to sell you something that you were searching about or you were talking about. Right. So it's about predictive. It's about predictive being able to put in front of you something that you're most likely going to be willing to buy. The best way to do that is to understand who you are, your behaviors, your thoughts, your feelings. Right. And then they'd be able to provide you predict what you need. I remember sitting in a meeting one day and they were literally talking to them like, that's what we want. That someday they want to be able to actually have the product at your door before you even thought you wanted to buy it because they know you that well. I mean, someday that might happen. But yeah, that's what's happening here in my opinion. It's no I got another work.
2: update here for our listeners. This one's not crypto related either, but another important fact I think people should be aware of, the US housing market is starting to collapse. And I think it's going to have a massive impact on many markets. But one thing that's important to note about the housing market in particular is that when we go into a bear market, These don't last 12 months. These don't last 24 months. These housing market collapses last five or six years. So if you're seeing the beginning of it now, this could have some catastrophic events in the future. Mario, just some brief thoughts on the housing collapse, and then we'll finish up with some cryptocurrency news.
0: Yeah. um, No, not my area of of expertise, you know, real estate, but... Uh, oh we're definitely, it's it to definitely going to happen. Just my opinion. It, it's I can I, I can definitely see it happening. You know, part of the recession, part of markets crashing. Everyone, all the experts are calling for markets crashing. So, real estate, the housing, it's just another market that 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 was in a massive bubble, and it's it's going to collapse again. Collapse, and for me, opportunity. You know, not everybody's going to have that opportunity or not everybody's positioned to take advantage of the opportunity. But if you are, then see it as an opportunity. Don't see it as uh, as fud as like, oh, oh my God, I'm scared. Like all the markets are going to collapse. Like crypto is down. It's an opportunity. Stocks are down. It's an opportunity. Uh, Johnny Crypto, um, he's going to you know, he can talk to this better than me as far as the real estate. But again,
2: and Johnny. Really briefly, sorry. I do want to kick it to you because we're about to dive into some quant content. So I think it's necessary that we actually skip the real estate housing bubble and get right into this research. I think our listeners will appreciate it even more. Quant is going to be used as an overledger to connect all of these separate systems. And what we're showing you right now is a graph of all of the different like opportunities that Quant can connect, social media, banking applications. There, The list goes on and on, but it really is a great illustration just showing you how Quant can touch every single industry on the planet. Johnny Crypto, why don't you talk a little bit about the real-world utility of Quant and maybe how this illustration points out to you. Check out, we have Google Pay, Apple Pay, Amazon Pay, and many other large prominent brands.
3: Well, so it's funny that you brought this up. I tweeted this, I think, a couple months ago and in, in when I was doing my research on Quant, and this is why I fell in love with Quant. When you look at this document, it shows you how all these different markets, segmentations, elements of of, of a system—the supply chain, the blockchains, the payments—all these have to be tied together. And I've been saying this on this show forever that the say, you can literally almost take the same kind of system. <laughs> Absolutely, ABS always does a great job. By the way, ABS does a shit ton of research to bring this, you know, behind the scenes to bring this to you. Um, and so hopefully you guys are enjoying this content that we're trying to, to bring out to you guys, but, uh, this, you literally could take the same chart most and apply it similar to TCP IP back in the early 1900s. I mean, 1990s when the internet was coming up, you needed the same thing. You needed some cross bridge over kind system to, to bring it all together. And that's why I love quant. Why I think it's going to be huge and why it's necessary, necessary for the crypto, blockchain adoption to happen. It isn't going to take off
2: until something brings them all together. And check out this tweet I'm showing here, Johnny, talking about how quant has the ability to run private blockchains, which will directly increase the profit of your quant tokens because it's going to be used to facilitate transactions. So what this is saying here is that private networks, we run private network blockchains that allow selected entry of verified participants, typically for private businesses and for specific use cases Joining a private network requires an authentic and verified invitation. We can only imagine the major billion dollar companies that are already using this stuff behind the scenes, whether it's in testing form or real world use case. But Mario, why don't you close us out here with some quant thoughts?
0: Well, my only quant thought is why don't I own any quant? So (laughs) I need to get me some quant, but my experts in the quant field are telling me that quant's going to go down to like $50. So I'm waiting for quant to $50 or 46 pounds like somebody said in the chat, uh, 45 pounds. Bobby said in the chat. So I'm waiting for Quant to go down. I'm also hoping that it goes down for the short term, so that I can so that
2: I can buy in. So that's my only thought. Why don't I own any Quant? Mentelect put a great comment in here. He said everyone needs at least 10 Quant, and from him, that is financial advice. That is not <laughs> that is not coming from me. So don't come at me, people. I, but I do Joe. want to point out two I connections here. Yeah, 100%. Nice to you, Dilip. I love you, man. I love that guy. I want to point out two final connections here because Lackchain and Oracle are both partners of Quant. And you know who Lackchain and Oracle are partnered with? That would be Microsoft. So, you've got some of the largest technology companies already having third party ties to Quant. And we're only going to see more of it going forward. Johnny Crypto, we got like two minutes left for open conversation. What's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, I just, just to go back to the
3: real estate thing that you brought up, I think it's important that, oh, look at that beautiful Fari. Fari, we love Fari. She shows up every day. Another warrior out there. Um, but I think on the real estate thing, what's important, ABS, is um, you know, real estate is a very, very easy thing to predict. And, and it's simple. If you're in the industry, you know that real estate is driven by the interest rates. It's just that simple because of the amount of purchasing power people have. If it, there's just a simple equation, you know, interest rate, and I'm just breaking it down very simply. You got interest rate, you have the housing value, and that equals your mortgage payment. And it's just simple. If the rate goes up and the house goes down in value. And if the rate goes down, the house goes up in value. Where have we been the past 10 years, five years? Rates have been so low at zero that, of course, housing goes up. It has to. And now we're getting just the opposite now. And we're going to sit here at high rates for probably four or five years. And that's going to be exactly what Mario said. It's going to be a buying opportunity. So if anybody's looking to get into real estate, this is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. But if you're looking to get into real estate, and you're thinking, oh, I want to buy a rental property. This is a, now it's not a good time to buy. I'd be waiting. I'd be waiting for it to bottom out, see how high rates go. You know, it's funny. I got my mute on phone, and now the house fucking phone is ringing. Your phone is ringing. It's unbelievable. I
2: can't wait. But it's anyway. Un- it's unbelievable, Johnny. But when you check out this Bitcoin price chart, this is what's more important than that phone call. We are showing our listeners that we are at the stage of what's called the early majority the majority of the people in this market are yet to come in here. We have the early adopters come in from 2017 to 2021. Well, after 2021, we are in what's called the early majority phase. And as you can tell, there is so much money and liquidity left to be made in this market. That's going to close it out for today. Another amazing episode. I want to close it out by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to the Node Defender. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And thank you to NFT Tones, who is standing right in front of his magnet board. We got 221 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button on the way out of here. We got Jordan Harry joining the podcast tomorrow. So please tune in for that. And like we always say, Warriors rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go. And thank you to all the fans. Love you guys.
3: Love you guys.